بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم انون حدیث نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم has said remember death excessively it prevents sinning and causes disinclination towards the world in another hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if you knew that which will experience after death you would never eat food or drink water with pleasure when sahabi radiyallahu anhu was advised by nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam remember death excessively this will remove your inclination from other things using the nemas and the bounties that allah taala has blessed one with there is no harm with that in fact that is a nemas person will use it and should use it in the correct way and make shukar to allah taala that shukar also will take him closer to allah taala what is extremely important nevertheless is using it correctly not wasting the bounties of allah taala not being uh, using it in the wrong way one is using it in a haram way that's obvious even wastage of the bounties of allah taala this is a very very serious thing this in fact when we talk about wasting bounties of allah taala or rather on the other end if we talk about or think about accountability and giving an account of how we use the nemas we think about all the luxuries and comforts only whereas even that which a person benefited after great difficulty that little bit of benefit that too is something that will be accountable on one occasion nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came out of his home at a time and it was an odd time people normally don't come out it's a very hot moment of the day and just at that time has abu bakr radhiyallahu anhu came out the lengthy hadith sharif the crux of it what brought you out at this time so he said hunger can you imagine what severe hunger it might have been that due to this hunger he came out of his house at that time and he came out to see rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that by seeing his mubarak face this will make him forget everything else in a short while hazrat umar radhiyallahu came what brought you he gives the same answer aljur severe pangs of hunger that has brought me out nabi sallallahu himself was starving so he says to them come let us go they go along together to one to the house of one ansari abul haytham radhiyallahu an so he was not there at that time he was gone to fetch some water which had to be brought from a distance from some well some sweet water so in the meantime he came and he sees nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam hazrat abubakar hazrat umar what could have been a greater joy for him so he quickly runs and after having met them seated them he brings some dates a branch of some dates and that water that he had just brought and he presented that water and that dates and then there was a little kid baby goat so he quickly had that slaughtered and made some bread some roti and this was presented now this after this severe pangs of hunger and then this food came and they partook of this after they ate this food nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam addressed the sahaba that were present there and he said ma'un baridun zillun baridun wa ma'un baridun that we are under this cool shade 
we've just drank some cool water, we've had some food. And then Nabi Islam said, Inna hazihin na'im latus'alunna anhu yawm al-qiyamah. Inna hadhan na'im latus'alunna anhu yawm al-qiyamah. That these are also the bounties about which you are going to be asked on the day of Qiyamah. These bounties that we just ate now, this water that we just drank now, the shade that we are just enjoying now. So can we imagine after such difficulty and hardship and trial, some little bit of food came, but Nabi Islam is reminding them that look, we are going to be accountable for this also. What about all the other things? So therefore, the ni'mat that Allah Ta'ala blesses one with, it's permissible for him to use it obviously. Allah Ta'ala blessed it to be used, but to be used, not abused. And not to be wasted. Many a times there's a gross amount of wastage. In fact, there shouldn't be wastage of even one little grain, a piece of grain. Not one drop. That is why in the hadith it is mentioned, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after having eaten, he would lick the utensil clean and then even lick the fingers that he was using to eat so that no particle of food is wasted. And he would then say that you don't know fi ayyi ta'amikumul barakah that in which particle of food was all the barakah. The barakah could have been in that last particle that you discarded. So this is something to become very conscious about and to in fact, in come one hadith, that a person who wastes some food, etc., then that has become the share of shaitan. And some people say, no, it's not very cultured. That if a person is, for example, drinking something, then he drinks everything up. He must leave something behind. But for who? So shaitan has made it sound uncultured. Because if it's not left behind, then shaitan gets deprived. Then shaitan's share doesn't remain. So now shaitan put this in the hearts and minds that this is my culture. So now you must leave something for me. So then we can be friends. So to maintain the friendship of shaitan now, this gets wasted. So this is not the culture of deen, not the culture of Rasulullah The way of Rasulullah is not to waste a single particle. <coughs> if a person is not wanting to have something in a full quantity, like a full glass of something, or a full cup of tea, or whatever, then he should have how much he wants from the start, have half from the beginning, but not to have half and waste half. That is a very severe situation. When Hazrat Tanvir was sitting in his old age, and eating some chana, chickpeas, which is just roasted and eaten, a very, very, this was something which the person who didn't have any food to eat would survive on this. Meaning it was such a basic thing, a very cheap commodity at that time and even perhaps now. So he was eating some of this and one fell from his hand. Now he was seat, seated on a bed in his old age, ill. And this one fell off his hand and rolled down and went away somewhere under the bed. So, nobody realized what happened. He got off the bed and he's looking under. Now, it was perhaps at night or something, so it was not lit well, it's lamp. So, under the bed was a bit dark. So, now he's trying to find this. I asked him, what's... He said, no, this chana fell away, this chickpea, this chana fell out of my hand. I'm looking for it, that one seed. Somebody, after he found it, finally, said, but for this one seed of chana, you took so much of trouble... 
So he said, yes, this is also the risk of Allah Ta'ala. And if I show this regard for this risk, and if Allah Ta'ala closes the doors of his risk to me as a result, who will open it? Can there anybody else can anybody else open that door of risk? So every aspect that we have been blessed with, all the na'mats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala, this is something that we have to make shukr for, use it correctly. This way we were actually discussing what the point was, that on the one hand, using these na'mats and bounties, this Allah Ta'ala has blessed something to be used for. But this must remain in the hand. It must remain in use externally. The love of these things and the attachment of it beyond the level that is permissible, that must not come in the heart. Where a person makes this the focus of his life. That if it is not available, then he cannot live. If it is not available, then his life is now in a turmoil. He has it, he'll use it, alhamdulillah. And if he, for some reason, doesn't have it, he's still content with Allah Ta'ala. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with, that is the greatest wealth. Inna al-ghina, ghina nafs The real wealth is the wealth of the heart, contentment. So, attaching the heart to these things, this is the problem. Using it in a correct way, Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden that, Allah Ta'ala has provided it for use. In another hadith it is stated that remember death excessively, whoever remembers death excessively, his heart becomes alive and death becomes easy for him. One sahabi radiallahu told Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Oh Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I dislike death. What is the cure? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa asked him, do you have any wealth? He replied, yes. Nabi sallallahu told him, spend your wealth. Meaning in good causes, spend your wealth. A person's heart is attached to his wealth. A person who spends his wealth wishes to accompany it towards the hereafter. And a person who withholds his wealth wishes to stay with it in this world. So a person who has spent his wealth in a good cause, he has merely just, it's not spent in the sense that it's gone. He's merely just transferred it. And he's transferred it to that bank where there can be no fear of any loss. And where Allah Ta'ala makes it grow. So, that is what is the aspect that is being mentioned here. That if a person has transferred his wealth to the Akhirat, then the more he has transferred to the Akhirat, the more he will yearn to go and accompany it. In one hadith it is stated that when two-thirds of the night passed, Nabi Wasallam used to say, O people, remember Allah, remember Allah. Very soon the time of the tremor of Qiyamah, and thereafter, the blowing of the trumpet will occur. Every person's death, together with all its difficulties, is approaching. It was a practice of Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz, that daily at night, he would call a gathering of those ulama who used to remember death, qiyamat and the akhirat. Due to which he would cry as if a janazah was placed in front of him. Ibrahim Taymi Rahmatullah says, two things caused the termination of all worldly pleasures in me. Firstly, death, and secondly, the concern of standing in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Kaab radiallahu says, for the person who recognizes death, all worldly difficulties become easy. 
Ash'asr Rahmatullah says, whenever we used to go to Hazrat Hassan Basri Rahmatullah, then Jahannam and the year after were mentioned. One woman complained to Hazrat Aisha anha about the hardness of her heart. Hazrat Aisha anha said, remember death excessively. Your heart will become soft. The woman did as she was told and thereafter she returned to Hazrat Aisha anha and thanked her very much. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. This discussion regarding death and these aspects pertaining to the remembrance of death this was something that we had been doing for the past 10 days. This was in order to build this practice. That this should become a daily practice. This ma'amul of muraqaba of maut. That we spend that few minutes, 3 minutes a day. But the 3 minutes a day remembering our death. That that time is coming. Unfortunately, even when we visit the Qabristan, when we visit the Qabristan, which we should do from time to time, Nabi had initially, right at the early stages of Islam, had initially prohibited the visiting of the Qabristan. And then subsequently, Nabi said to the Sahaba, that I had initially stopped you, refrained you from visiting the graves. But now, go and visit the graves. Because this will remind you of death. One is that one's near and dear ones who have passed away, this is their haq also, that a person visits their grave and he decides something, makes his salah for them, makes dua for their maghfirat. But simultaneously, the visiting of the qabristan is meant to create that remembrance of death in the heart. Unfortunately, we, mashallah, on the one hand, if we do visit the qabristan and go and make dua, etc. for the marhumin, that is a very good thing. But in that entire time that we were there, whatever time we spent there, whatever time we spent reciting, mashallah, all excellent. But more often than not, we have gone through and come out, but we forgot to think about our death. We attend the janazah salah, we attend the burial, we are sometimes standing right at the graveside, we can see deep down into that grave. We have participated in putting the sand onto the grave, which is a very great amal, which we should take part in doing that also. And all the scenes, death was in front of us. We load the person into his grave. But many a times, in all that time, we don't think about our death. We don't take one moment to reflect that just as I am lowering this person today, let me see how deep this is. I want to be lowered also tomorrow. So this Remembrance of death is something extremely important. We should be visiting the Qabristan also, taking time to reflect. This is where I'm going to lie one day. Whether it is this Qabristan or another, Allah knows, but I'm going to lie also in a Qabristan. I'm going to be lying in a grave. I'm going to be carried on the shoulders of people also. My janazah is going to take place. So to focus on this daily, that's two, three minutes to remember one's death. And inshallah, when this becomes a practice that has now really embedded itself in the heart, this itself becomes a very big deterrent from vices, from sins, from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, because the person is conscious, inshallah, he will be very conscious of this, that what if in this moment suddenly my life goes? Then what? Do I want to leave this dunya in this manner? I want to meet Allah Ta'ala in a condition of sin and disobedience? 
this constant remembrance of death, when shaitan is tempting a person towards haram, then this thought will come simultaneously. And this will become a great help in dispelling those thoughts of shaitan, those temptations of shaitan. Allah wa ta'ala, give us a tawfiq. Akhir da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallah, wa bihamdik. Nashadu Allah, ilaha 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 ilaha